Violence against women and girl children as a topic has over time been relegated to the sidelines and has been made a kitchen discussion since it majorly borders around women and girls. Today, it has degenerated into a rather social menace and has consistently questioned the very existence of humanity, downgraded our values, morals and our ability to pass sound and good judgment. Violence against women is often seen as a mechanism for the subjugation of women, whether in the society or in an interpersonal relationship. Such violence may arise from a sense of entitlement, superiority, misogyny or similar attitudes. Violence against women is violence against humanity. Therefore, we cannot afford to leave it on the sidelines any longer. It is absolutely time to bring it to the front burner. I am Alban and this is the first episode of the Family Series Podcast on Hotspot Radio. We would be going on a short break, so do out invite your friends and family members. But if you would have to listen alone, please do with your earpiece on airport. I bet you'll be glad you did. Welcome back. Kofi Annan, one-time Secretary General of the United Nations, once declared in a report posted on the website of the United Nations Development Fund for Women that violence against women and girls is a problem of pandemic proportions. At least one out of every three women around the world has been beaten, coerced into sex or otherwise abused in her lifetime with abuser usually someone known to her. Can you imagine? I am of the guess that this report hence explains beyond doubt that this menace is within us. In our homes, in our neighborhoods, at our schools, workplaces, marketplaces and in our villages. It is not just far-fetched at all. Having said this, it is also very important that we know that there are several forms of violence against women and girls. The list is actually endless. But a few of them are rape, domestic violence, sexual harassment, reproductive coercion, female infanticide, prenatal sex, female genital mutilation, forced marriages, marriages by adoption, dowry violence, war rape, slavery, forced abortions, forced prostitutions, and so many more other forms of violence. But for the sake of this podcast, we shall be looking at rape as a form of violence against women and girls. Rape is a form of abuse, violence, or sexual assault which usually involves sexual intercourse or any form which could be vaginal, anal, or oral, perpetrated by force or the threat of force against the will of the victim. There is actually a very clear difference between rape and mutual sex, and that difference is consent. Consent. Although sometimes this concept of consent is considered to be very subjective. Therefore, bringing us to the question of at what age can a person be legally capable of granting consent? Well, this differs from country to country, region to region, 
But in Africa and in Nigeria in particular, the age is 18. This means that if you engage anyone who is below the age of 18 in sexual activity, you could be charged with rape, whether the person gives you consent or not. So you, brother, sister, you going around little girls hawking on the streets, making engaging in sexual intercourse with them, you could be charged with rape. The next segment is the topical news segment. Stay tuned. On the topical news segment for today, the VAP view is on our radar. A bill on violence against persons, simply known as the VAP bill, has undergone public hearing at the Imo State House of Assembly. In 2015, the then President of Nigeria, Dr. Goodluck Jonathan, signed the VAP bill into law, aiming at eliminating gender-based violence and sundry discrimination and abuses. The VAP Act is the single law that transcends the criminal and penal code in guaranteeing justice and protecting the rights of victims of sexual and gender-based violence by its expansion of the definition of rape, domestic offenses, incest, and several forms of violence. It is, however, a federal law, therefore only applies to the FCT, that is the Federal Capital Territory, and now falls on the onus of the state legislative houses to pass the law in their respective states. In Imo State, the bill was sponsored by Honorable Uju Onwudiwe, member representing Injaba State Constituency, Imo State. Now, despite the fact that Imo State remains the only state in the southern Nigeria, that is in southeastern Nigeria, that have not passed this bill, yet this bill was littered on the floor of the house, this bill was dragged. Honorable Uju was dragged, and every person who supported this bill was dragged. That is to tell you how little people know and understand, and how little people care about fighting and protecting the rights of women and children. But the good thing is, the VAP bill doesn't only cover women and children. The VAP bill covers men as well, because men also sometimes are victims of sexual and gender-based violence. So this tells us that a lot of sensitization really needs to be done and it has to start and everybody has to be a part of it. That is it on the topical news segment for today. Stay with me as we now look at the several forms in which rape can appear. tell you my story well it happened that i was in a motor park in a loading bus in a motor park one evening when a lady walked by she was tall and flashy but then she was incapacitated with down syndrome but then a few boys behind started to make comments like bomo she has the skill though fine kai now this thing can't spoil her but you know still matter, sha, to cover face, 
do it in Mangudu. You get the point now. <laughs> but then, I buried my face in shame because that was all I could feel for these guys at that point in time. For such a person, the, the natural thing to feel was pity. But for them, it was to think sex at that point in time. Well, my point is this. Engaging someone who doesn't have the capacity because he or she is intellectually limited, physically challenged or intoxicated and therefore doesn't have the capacity to grant sexual consent. Engaging such a person in sexual activity of any form could be classified under the diminished capacity rape. You could be charged for it. Another very form of rape is the statutory rape which is engaging someone who is below the legal age to grant sexual consent in any form of sexual activity. Another very common one is the incest trip, which kept on hitting the airways, the radio, the television and every part of our streets during the pandemic. In fact, it is a pandemic of its own because it was all over the place, it was everywhere. Whenever you turn on the radio, it was a father raping, her do- raping his daughter or all forms of incest rape between uncles and uh, uncles and, and nieces, aunts and nephews and all that. Well, that is called the incest rape. Another form of rape is the partner rape, which is very funny. But even as funny as it is, it is also a very serious case because it happens and it keeps on happening. A husband raping the wife. On what occasion, for goodness sake, would a husband rape his wife? Well, I am definitely leaving, leaving this question to you, my listeners, to answer. On what occasion, on what occasion can a husband rape his wife? Or would a husband rape his wife? On what occasion could this happen? And can a woman, can, can a wife rape her husband? <laughs> Please, do out to give me your opinion through the social media handles, okay? Another very form of rape is the date rape, which happens between people who are in a social relationship just because I think she's my girlfriend or uh, because um, I think uh, she, she, she thinks I am her boyfriend, then we should do it. We should have sex and you force yourself on this person. You invite this person to a date with the intent of, of having a sexual, having sexual, uh, engaging in a sexual activity with him or her. Well, if that happens, it is called the date rape. What then are the reasons and motivations for rape? There are actually several motivations and reasons studies have shown over the years why people rape, and this varies with different perpetrators. But there are very known reasons why people rape that has stopped the table over the years and those reasons are the desire to cause pain, punish someone or gain revenge. You find these in occasions whereby a guy tries to woo a lady over and maybe she turns him down and maybe chooses another partner over this guy. This guy feels rejected, feels hurt and maybe just resolves to raping this person, his victim, 
just to make a point you don't reject me you don't say no to me just to punish this person that is raping just to cause pain punish someone or gain revenge another very motivation for rape is the unbridled sexual desire lack of self-control lack of self-control lack of discipline you let your your sexual urges your sexual desires rule you you let this feeling rule over every good sense in you and when it happens you then say it was the devil mental disorder is another is another reason people rape i remember vividly when I was 13, I was walking down the street, down the road to get something for my mom. When I saw a madman running after a lady, unfortunately, he caught up with her, threw her down on the floor, bounced on her, and was tearing off her clothes. When people just standing by ran to her aid. Fortunately, they were able to throw things at him and somehow he ran off. So, dear ladies, when you're walking down the street and you see these people, these people actually are people who should be kept somewhere, receiving care. But unfortunately, in this system, in this climate, things are not just done the way they should be. So, please, when you see someone who is mentally challenged, please do not just assume that there is no harm. Please, be, be cautious. Just take take that precautionary measure choose a different path when you see those people coming your direction yeah another very reason or motivation for it is this pathological assertion of power over, over over women over victims let me just show her that i am stronger let me just show let me just subdue her you know some people see this as a, a tool to subdue women let me just subdue him let me just subdue her let me just shut her up and they resolve to sexual harassment such as rape and the rest another is by influence and pressure which leaves the perpetrator with a need to show or just prove his sexual prowess and you see you find this common very common amongst guys you see guys who bet on who would be the first to sleep with this girl who would be the first to bed her then you find because when you approach her and she turns you down then it becomes a problem you want to force yourself just to add one more tally to your tallies to your previous ones and this is a very terrible practice and i would really advise guys to please put an end to this please war unfortunately most times uh, capturing women and children is seen as a tool for war that is a reality as wrong as it is it is a reality and these things should please I, I don't know but international bodies and every other person should begin to say no to these things when we, we do not have to wait till there is a war before we can start to speak against them we can all start from somewhere and at the end of the day hope hoping and hoping really well that at some point in time these voices would count these voices would matter and all these things will see their ends indecent dressing is another motivation or could be a cause for rape well indecent dressing is a very controversial motivation for rape 
Well, my stand is that indecent dressing is not and cannot be a justification for rape. But it is also very important that women and girls desist from dressing indecently. Remember there is a saying that you are addressed the way you dress. If you dress lowly, you may simply attract lowly animals like dogs and corks. The next segment of this podcast is called Somewhere in Africa. And on today's segment of Somewhere in Africa, we are going to take a flight to a country named Settles. Do come with me. Settles is an East African country situated west of the Indian Ocean with a population of about 90,945 people, sitting as the second smallest country in Africa. The capital of Seychelles is Victoria, and their money is called Seychelles Rupee, or simply Rupee. One United States dollar is equal to 21.2 Seychelles Rupee at the time of making this podcast. This beautiful African nation is blessed with lush tropical vegetation, beautiful vacation beaches all around, sanctifying the entire country with fresh seawater smell, serenity and ambience. Seychelles has in abundance a lot of rare sea lives and wildlife. She got her independence on the 26th day of June 1976 from the United Kingdom and became a republic that same year. The prime agricultural products of Seychelles are sweet potatoes, vanillas, coconuts, and cinnamons, and these are also their major export products as well as frozen fish and canned fish. So if you're a lover of vanilla, potatoes, cinnamons, then Seychelles is the place to go. They have also very special local dishes that would keep you eating every second of every minute, ranging from smoked fish salad, lentils, sausage rogay, breadfruit, fresh grilled fish, salted fish meal, and every meal made with bananas. They have a lot of, lots of, lots and lots and lots of bananas. Certainly, and women are beautiful. Oh my goodness, they are very beautiful with chocolate skin i don't know but certainly women are really really beautiful women and very hospitable while their men are strong and usually very happy people obviously sir charles is a beautiful nation in africa and africa is a beautiful continent I hope you enjoyed our very short trip to Seychelles. Now, let us return to the very topic of this podcast, which is rape, a form of violence against women and girls. There are certain characters, signs and behaviors which when spotted shouldn't be ignored. For statutory and incest to rape, most times perpetrators of this form of rape are very close friends and family members. Therefore may not be characterized by any known mental or physical rapist behavior. Therefore, parents, especially mothers, must not and never take their eyes away from their babies and girl children. 
do not leave them in the company of untrusted friends or family members. We must recognize that trust in this context must be that of the purest standard, which is obviously very difficult to obtain these days. That being said, it is important to reiterate that mothers must pay very close attention to their babies and children and must be very careful when it comes to leaving these children in the care of anyone else. For date and partner rapists, this set of perpetrators are usually the people we know, the people we are either close to or are getting close to. Their characteristics include display of anger or aggression, either physically or verbally. Now the thing is that this behavior might not be directed toward you but may be displayed during conversations by general negative reference to women. Such people are usually chauvinistic and see women as adversaries. This set of perpetrators usually act excessively jealous and possessive. You should be especially on the lookout if you have just met this person. A date or partner rapist would totally ignore your space boundaries by always coming too close and maybe practically putting their bodies on yours, such as putting their hands on your thighs while you are seated, or trying to put any other part of their body on your breast and maybe acting ignorant of what they are doing. They may also attempt to make you feel guilty or even accuse you of being too uptight with them and may always insist on being alone with you in ghosted areas or rooms. My dear, run. They also may get into the habit of demanding intimate attention or compliance from you at very inappropriate or odd times. Date or partner rapist usually would subscribe excessively to traditional male or female stereotypes. Having said all this, it is important to note that displaying any of these characteristics doesn't outrightly make anyone a rapist. But if you are in a relationship or close to a person who exhibits these characters, it is then important to be on the lookout and tread with caution. Women and girl children are of inestimable values. They are priceless. I consider them as God's crowning of creation and I believe they ought to be treated with so much love and respect, cared for and cherished every time and everywhere. Now we are going to go on a very short break. When we return, we will now look at how to end this violence and rape against our mothers, sisters, aunts and friends. Do stay with us. Welcome to the Fun Fact segment on Hotspot Radio Podcast. Well, I am sure we've all heard of how casinos are designed to deliberately disorient visitors, causing them to lose track of time of where exactly they are. But did you also know that there is also a similar strategy behind the design of shopping malls? <laughs> it is called the Grand Transfer. It is a phenomenon where layouts of shopping malls are intentionally built to appear confusing, causing customers to spend more time at the malls and in the process, spend more money. 
I also remember wondering once why bananas grow the way they do. I mean, why they grow curved and pointing upward. I am sure some of you might have also wondered. This is because bananas go through a negative geotropism. That is, they curve towards the direction of the sun. Welcome back. Now, having said all this about rape and violence against women and girl children, let us now consider the several little efforts we could make to put an end to this social disaster. In our families, we must learn to accord girl children and wives every respect they deserve. Do not overlabor them. Give them a voice in the society by first giving them a voice in the family, through listening to them and making their opinions count. This way, you give them a sense of worth and equip them with the ability to speak for themselves and their rights in the society. Parents must particularly equip their girl children with information on their rights and roles in the society. It is of course very normal for couples to disagree and sometimes argue, but husbands and men in general must begin to put conscious efforts into learning how to express their opinions and their statutory head rule without resulting in violence. If an argument gets heated and any form of violence begins to creep into your mind as a solution or a means to a solution, please kindly walk away from that argument. Take a shower or maybe take a walk. As a brother, it is your responsibility to look out for and protect your sisters, whether elder or younger sisters. Their welfare should be your concern. Bring them up to speed on happenings in the environment, which may only be privy to you by virtue of being a guy. Let them know of those parts of town or streets they should be very wary of, and maybe update them with information with regards to the recent tactics most likely employed by perpetrators of rape and violence against women and girls. Choose your words carefully and respectfully when addressing your wives, sisters, daughters, and any other woman in your life. Husbands and boyfriends must learn to seek consent and not assume they know what their spouses want. Do not try to manipulate your partner into giving in on your demands. Just be willing to compromise. Refuse to let TV shows, movies, music, or peer influence define what it means to be a man for you. Understand that real and responsible men do not need to lay their hands on their partners or use abusive words before they can drive home their points. These are rules boys and men need to play. Women and girls, on the other hand, need to do their very best to protect themselves from harm. If you must go to a place you are unsure of, do not go alone. Let someone escort you and at least let people around know where you are going. Learn to talk to every man with sincere respect 
and they would instantly feel this need to respect and protect you too. Learn to equip yourself with at least basic defensive techniques for very extreme situations. Unfortunately, a greater percentage of those who perpetrate these acts are boys and men who all come from families. This means that if we must win this fight, then we must get our families right. We should stop leaving boys out of sex education in our families. Fathers should begin to pay more attention to their male children so as to understand them better and teach them right. Love your boys, be patient with them, show them compassion and teach them on time proper values and the need to love and respect their sisters and other women. Rape and violence against women and girl children has done humanity more harm than good and the time to put an end to it was over a thousand years ago. Another better time to end it is now. Therefore, let us all stand up against this monster and drive it away completely. That is the size of our package on today's episode of Family Series Podcast on Hotspot Radio. On the next episode, we will be discussing another topical family issue. Do stay with us. Kindly share your support by sharing this podcast with friends and family. You can share your opinions or ideas with me on Instagram, where I am as n.c underscore a-L-B-A-N or simply send a WhatsApp DM to plus Once again, I am Alban. Until I come your way next week, stay safe and stay healthy.